Don't worry, we're not covering New York Fashion Week here. On this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast, we bring you stories from one of the over 900 host locations for the third annual Women's Golf Day that was held globally on June 5th. I attended a Women's Golf Day event at Fraserview Golf Course in Vancouver to hear from women of all ages and playing abilities to learn what this event means to them. If you're not familiar with Women's Golf Day, I had the chance to speak with founder Alyssa Gaudet while I was attending National Golf Day in Washington, D.C. Here's Alyssa to bring us up to speed on what Women's Golf Day is and why she created it. So I managed to run into one of my previous guests, and that is Alyssa Gaudet, who is the founder of Women's Golf Day. Love to hear how you've been, what's gone on in the last year, and also thank you for being a panelist on my Golf Disruptors panel at the PGA Show. Your insights were incredible and people really enjoyed us. So great to see you again. How are you? I'm great. Great to see you as well. So let us know what's going to go on this year for Women's Golf Day and what excites you the most about 2018. What excites me the most is we're really seeing that the industry has gotten behind this. We're written up on a report that the RNA did, as well as golf course owners and in Canada as well, the golf course owners in Europe and around the world with the federations and everything else. So I think we've got a good trend going and the numbers will hopefully have as many as we did last year and we'll just see. The most important thing is that we're getting as many women as possible involved and we're bringing awareness. And I've noticed that your ambassadors and influencers that you have and your supporters has grown tremendously since last year. So your message is getting out there. And I love this. I was just talking to someone else in a podcast episode and using you as a great example about this idea of the power of why. There's a, a guy named Simon Siddick. I don't know if you know Simon Siddick with the power of why in his TEDx talk, this YouTube video that talks about it's not what we do, but why we do it. I give this example of what you've created in only a couple of years with only one employee and the rest is volunteer based. So I have to congratulate you. I'm so proud of what you've done over the last couple of years and continue to grow with this. So what is, so our listeners can understand that haven't had a chance to listen to our previous podcast episode, which hopefully they will. What do you consider your purpose and your why with Women's Golf Day? We were just frustrated. It seems like there was fragmentation in the marketplace, and this seemed like an idea to just have a light, fun, easy, because I think it's like golf can be intimidating to a lot of people, especially women. Women, you know, you take the data. They like to go in packs or groups and just make it light and easy, at least for the first time getting in or or to have some celebratory component to it. And it seemed to work well. Like anything, you you can only put it out there. The market has to react and it did react favorably. So we knew we were on to something and we kind of just ran with it. And that's what we've been doing. And we'll keep tweaking it and trying to make it the best possible experience that it can be. Well, I'm excited for this year, and I hope that you will give me the honor of talking to you every year so I can hear what is new and how you are just creating a global phenomenon and a movement, which you, you truly are. So, Alyssa, thanks so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, and I will just shout out to Evian in France and Pinehurst because both of those locations have morphed this into a three-day event where they're really engaging women, and it's really nice to see that at two completely different parts of the world. Wonderful. Well, I will make sure in the show notes for the podcast to include those links so you can see exactly what Alyssa is talking about. So again, Alyssa, thanks so much, and best of luck with Women's Golf Day in 2018. Thank you. The event format for Women's Golf Day is globally consistent regarding overall approach only. Participating venues are required to hold a four-hour event with the first two hours dedicated to playing or learning to play the game, while the second half is for socializing. Beyond that, the local organizers are free to create whatever program they wish to deliver. To give you an idea of how far Women's Golf Day has come in only three short years, 
In 2017, they staged over 700 events in over 40 countries, with almost 30,000 women participating. This year, Women's Golf Day has over 900 events booked in almost 50 countries. So let's move forward a couple weeks to June 5th. I live in Vancouver, so I decided to cover a Women's Golf Day event right here in my own backyard. I reached out to the Vancouver Park Board, who runs the city-owned golf properties, to find the right person to help make this podcast episode happen. Turns out that wonderful person is Joan Probert, who helps set the stage with an overview of what was about to unfold. Hey, my name is Joan Probert, and I am the Supervisor of Commercial Operations for the Vancouver Board of Parks and Recreation. I oversee a portfolio of businesses, and I'm lucky enough to have the six golf courses in my portfolio. And we are at one of those six courses today, Joan. That is Fraser View Golf Course, where we are both celebrating Women's Golf Day. So this is the third time it's been held in Vancouver, twice at Fraser View. Can you tell us about your involvement? I believe you've been involved in all three. So tell us about your history with Women's Golf Day. You bet. We started three years ago. We hosted at Langara Golf Course, and that was a huge success. We sold out. I think we had 40 participants. It was our first year. We didn't really know what to expect. Langara is typically the golf course that we choose for events because we have a fairly good event space there. But after the first year, we quickly learned that there was quite a bit of demand and so we moved the event to Fraserview and we have a much bigger space here that we can work with. We have been really uh, diligent in tracking the responses from all the ladies that participate so each year we take the feedback that we get and we look for ways to improve it year over year. So this year we think that we've hit all the right notes and, and hit all the right buttons for the feedback that we received from the second year and we'll just continue to improve it um, and we sold out this year with 60 ladies. If we had a bigger space we would do more but with the demand that the ladies are showing it's likely that we could probably do this twice or three times a year and still get the same interest and vary up the program and keep it really alive and vital. So Joan you did mention that you do work with the Vancouver Park Board and Vancouver Parks Golf so can you tell us what it means for the organization as really as a, as a public organization what is the motivation or what do you see as the opportunity to get involved with Women's Golf Day what does it mean for the city and the park board? Well, if you know anything about the Park Board, if we're nothing, we're inclusive. And it's a really huge mandate for us as an organization to be inclusive to everybody in our community, as well as creating options for people to get involved in recreation and, and sport. And to be involved in Women's Golf Day just fits so perfectly with the mandates that we have in creating an inclusive environment and, and a welcoming environment for people to get into all sorts of sports. And golf being one of the fastest growing women's participation sports is really important to us. We have four ladies golf clubs already that are very active and vital at all three of our golf courses and this is just an, another opportunity for us to get out in the public and create this opportunity for ladies who may never otherwise come to our golf course and create an opportunity that's uh, accessible and non-threatening for them to get exposed to the game of golf and to, to socialize with other ladies that are also interested in getting into the sport. We have such a mixture of ladies here. We have seasoned veterans, we have beginners, we have young, we have old, we have everything in between. And I think that's something to really celebrate. And I mentioned we have our ladies clubs, We've got one of the oldest lady golfers that golfs in our club here at Fraserview. She's 94 years old and she golfs here every week. And up until a couple of years ago, she walked the course. And that's just something that we just love. I mean, we love to celebrate that. And it just shows you that golf is a sport for life. And it's definitely a sport that's fantastic for women to get involved in. 
Now, you touched on a lot of the key components of this movement with Women's Golf Day that Alyssa Godet has launched three years ago as far as inclusivity and, and the barriers, the pain points for women, especially the, the intimidation factor. I can see it here and everybody's just smiling and having such a great time that you are putting a lot of initiatives in place here to knock down those barriers. So they're out right now just spending the first half with PGA BC professionals, yeah. getting trained and actually having some clinics. But what's going to happen for the second half here? Well, the second half is what all of us ladies love uh, the most is we love to shop. And so the second half is a fashion show. We implemented the fashion show last year and the year before, and we had a tremendous amount of feedback from the ladies just loving it and having the opportunity to shop in an unintimidating environment. And they can shop with a whole bunch of other ladies and one of the fashion consultants here. And the fashion show for us, if you were here, you are here tonight and you will see, we have a very big range of ladies involved. It's all ages, all sizes, and that's really important as far as the inclusivity goes. We've had a lot of conversation over the last couple of weeks in regards to just ensuring that all ladies can shop with us and feel comfortable. Age does not matter and that we offer everything for them so that they can come to one place and feel very comfortable getting ready. And for me, I have to say, one of the things that I really enjoy about my golf game is the fashion. And I think that a lot of other ladies do too. And there's some fantastic stuff out there. And it, it's this is just a great place to see it in a really unintimidating way and shop and enjoy. Now, I know this evening you are wearing many different hats and many different outfits. And in fact, you are going to be part of the fashion show. So you've already changed your outfit. You look fantastic, by the way. So I know you have other things to do and you have to get ready to strut the runway. So I will let you go. So Joan, thank you very much for telling us about Vancouver's involvement and the Park Board's involvement with Women's Golf Day. Thank you. What I love about Joan's approach to Women's Golf Day is that she treats it like a startup. They experiment and test different elements from one year to the next asking their participants for feedback in order to constantly improve the experience. Joan, of course, is not doing this all on her own. I had the chance to speak with one of the other key players who was instrumental in creating the ever-evolving Vancouver Women's Golf Day event. Tom Monahan, I'm the head golf professional at Fraserview Golf Course. Well, thanks for joining me today, Tom. So, Tom, is this your first Women's Golf Day that you've been involved with? This is actually our third year. Three years ago, we started at Langara Golf Course, a bit of a smaller group and growing it a little bit each year. And uh, so this is our third year being involved. It is. So you're, you're treating this it's like a, a laboratory, I guess, like iterating and, and kind of tweaking it as you go. So, so you have 60 women participating this year. Tom, can you tell me what is planned for these women over the next four hours here at Fraserview Golf Course? We're just in the middle of registration right now, and the, the ladies are going to be split up into four groups of 15. We have four PGA of Canada golf professionals who are going to be giving them some instruction. So we'll be split up into, obviously, in four groups, and first two groups will be receiving some chipping and putting instruction, and the other two groups will be at the driving range doing some long iron and driver work. We'll do that for about 45 minutes and then transition and switch and the ladies who are doing the chipping and putting will go to the range and vice versa. So what we've done is we've taken their suggestions over the last two years. We'd put out a survey at the end of the first year and say what was good, what was bad. Took the feedback and the women that we've had have been great with giving us feedback and we tweaked it in year two and then we said okay what was good what was bad and like you said a little bit of a laboratory action happening there and and put together what we have this year so after they get their instruction they're going to come back up and have some food not a sit down dinner or anything but some hors d'oeuvres and some treats 
And then we're gonna have a fashion show and we've got some models modeling some of our gear that we're selling here at Fraserview. And there's some great deals on discounts, shoes and apparel and all sorts of things. So I think from the feedback in the past, they've really enjoyed it. And hopefully this is an, another good year. So from what you mentioned here, the socialization aspect, the back end of this is crucially important. And the hospitality aspect of that too is something you've really been working on to refine over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think golf brings people together. So no matter if you're a woman or a man or a junior or what have you, I think it's about being with people. So this is just another event that allows women to get together and be together and enjoy a sport, a sport that's good for your health on the golf course, walking 10 kilometers when you play 18 holes, and then coming together for some food and some drink and some entertainment. You're here for the fashion show. There's some entertainment involved. So I think it's just a cool opportunity to showcase our facility, for one thing, Fraserview Golf Course, and what we offer in the golf shop, what we offer for food here, and a little bit of a celebration for a day where there's many, many women doing the same thing on the exact same day, which is kind of a cool concept. Yeah, a global celebration is a great way to put it, Tom. The movement that uh, Alyssa Gade has really spearheaded here over the last three years. So I noticed the women filtering in here, Tom. There's quite a diverse range in ages. Are you also finding from beginners to women that are quite experienced and also the age range, are you finding it quite diverse, the participation you're getting here at Women's Golf Day? I wouldn't say there's a lot of advanced players, though we do have some avid golfers for sure. But I would say it's more so people getting into the game, women who are just enjoying playing in their ladies' evenings or nine and dines sort of thing. And so it is quite a range and a range of ages too. You have some ladies from our Tuesday Ladies group who would be probably retired women. My wife participated last year and we've got a young family. So you get that full range of people, which is nice because when we bring them together into their groups and take them to the driving range or the putting and chipping green, they start to meet each other and socialize with each other, even though they're young and old and different skill levels. So I think that's a, a really cool aspect of it as well. It certainly is. Well, Tom, thanks so much for this. I'll let you go. I know you have to get busy there as women are streaming in the door. So thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So once all 60 women signed in and had a light snack to fuel them up for the next couple of hours, they broke out into four groups and headed to the practice facility to rotate through the skills clinics that covered putting, chipping, iron play, and driving. I walked over to the putting clinic where I met Alicia, a busy professional in her mid-twenties who had never held a golf club before. She decided to attend after her golf-loving best friend convinced her to give it a shot. Although Alicia declined my request for an interview, she was comfortable letting me record her first ever putting lesson with Tom. But not like this. Yeah, like a, not like, like a this. Pull. What you did, I said, <laughs> tilt forward, and you went like this. <laughs> and you know what? This is pretty normal because a lot of people sit at a desk all day, and this I is how we end up. Way. This is how we end up. So it's like nice and tall. Yeah. Tilt forward. Like this. Yep. Is it weight, weight in the middle of your feet, kind of thing. Yeah. Put a little bit more forward. Good. Arms hanging. Yeah, yeah. Don't be hunched. Because I mean, if if you look at a baseball player or any athletic person, they're they're in this position, right? Yeah. They're not like this. Yeah, totally. Okay, I don't want to move. No, no, you gotta move. You gotta move. Because you gotta practice. You gotta practice. Okay, stand tall. Tilt forward. Arms hanging. Are your arms hanging? Tom had 30 minutes to spend with his group of 15 women to work on putting basics before moving over to chipping. After a quick group lesson, he had less than two minutes to work with each participant on their putting stroke. 
In less than 120 seconds, Tom managed to transform Alicia's putting stroke from non-existent to fundamentally sound and confident. Seeing those results, it made me wish I had someone like Tom back when I first picked up a club many decades ago. I want to hold it a little higher up, just, just stand a tiny bit taller, yeah. Good, good. Perfect. Now it's just arm swing. Yeah, and don't let your, because your, your body went this, arm swing, this, like a pendulum. See my whole, none, none of my, the rest of my body. Yeah, and now it's just repetition, repetition, yeah. Okay. Because you can set up your club face aim and your body aim, and then you don't think about it. Right. Now you're just practicing the motion, right? Yeah. And you're, you have to put in the repetitions, obviously, but okay. just keep practicing the motion. And what about, like, um, power? Or... It's all feel. Yeah, so that's where the practice comes in. Yeah. You just need to hit that putt 500 times. Okay. Just, just get the feel for it. So... So just keep hitting that putt over and over again to get the feel for that, that distance. And then we'll move back a little bit or closer just to, to kind of mix it up a little bit. I spoke to several women during the clinics and almost half of them, like Alicia, had never tried golf before. Alyssa Gaudet's early assumption that women gravitate towards trying new experiences in groups was validated time and time again as these non-golfers decided to attend the Women's Golf Day event because their girlfriends encouraged them to do so. We'll be back to our coverage of Women's Golf Day in just a moment. When we return, you'll hear me speak to a couple of saucy golf grannies who made me blush for the first time in the podcast. I know you can't actually hear someone blush, but you get where this is going. This episode of the Mod Golf Podcast is brought to you by Golf Tech, the world leader in golf improvement. I've been a Golf Tech student for over a year now, and I love the feedback their innovative technology provides during and after my lesson. Golf Tech Culture is one that constantly innovates and improves their technology to ensure the best possible student experience and results. So I was curious to learn how their technology has evolved over the past two decades. So I called up the very first Golf Tech coach to find out. So I'm talking to Golf Tech's first ever coach, Ty Walker. So Ty, you've been with Golf Tech for over 20 years. You must have some incredible stories. Obviously the technology with your innovation has changed a lot. Do you recall back in the day what was one of the early pieces of technology Golf Tech developed to improve student performance? The nice crossover with the word technology reminds me of some of the old technology we used. Our motion sensor system used to be like a TV antenna that stuck a good foot out of your back. You couldn't sit down in a chair wearing it, and it was difficult. If it needed to be calibrated, you used to have to take it off the student, lay it down on the ground, recalibrate the system where it didn't move at all. Once in a while, we'd have students that were, hey, don't take it off my body. I'll just lay face down on the ground, motionless, and you can calibrate it, Ty. And it was funny to look at the student laying face down as we calibrated the system. So that's a long time ago, but our systems are much more bulletproof now and functional. So no TV antennas. So when I go for my next lesson, I don't have to worry about having to lie down for a prolonged period of time in order to get calibrated. Is that what you're no, telling no. me? No, no. Maybe lie down on the couch because, <laughs> you know, golf's a mental game. The only time we'd actually to lie down is maybe to close your eyes and revisit a great game that you had or talk you off the shelf when you're, you're getting a little bit mental out there because the game is so mental. <laughs> One of the other great pieces of technology that we used to use as these, the magnetic sensors, we would have you wear one on your hand under your glove or one on your forehead, kind of like a headband. And it would leave an imprint on your head after a 30 minute lesson. 
and we would warn people, hey, don't go directly back to work because people are going to know you're at Golf Tech because you've got this imprint right in your forehead. So, <laughs> so you've advanced over the years now that your clients can now play hooky from work for a golf tech lesson and not having to worry about have any lasting physical imprint that would bust them, I guess you could say. Yeah, their, their secrets are good with us. <laughs> the technology's come a long way. We've gone from the age of the videotape cassette to now our web lesson, which is accessible from anybody's phone or iPad or laptop anywhere in the world. So if they're on vacation, they can pull up their web lessons, look at their drills, their notes, and get back on track with their game. Golf Tech's industry-leading game improvement technology is constantly progressing thanks to their in-house innovation group, meaning you no longer need a TV antenna or magnetic sensor strapped to your body while watching your golf swing on video cassette. Golf Tech gives you the tools and technology to succeed that is delivered through passionate, dedicated coaches like Ty Walker. Here's a fun fact. Golf Tech's customer feedback data shows that the average student sees a seven-stroke improvement in their game. Seven strokes. That's one way to ensure making golf more fun, and that's by leaving the course with a lower score. So don't forget about Golf Tech's offer to you Mod Golf podcast listeners for $50 off both swing evaluation and tech fit custom club fitting, which you can redeem at www.golftech.com forward slash modgolf. So start your Golf Tech journey today at one of their over 200 centers worldwide and start shaving strokes off your game. Golf Tech. Great golf starts here. After finishing up the two-hour clinic, it was time for everyone to head back indoors to relax, have some fun, and share some stories about their Women's Golf Day experience. So I'm hovering around the buffet, and the food is fabulous here, by the way, and now I'm going to pester some women here that have finished up with Women's Golf Day here to ask them how their experience was. Hello there. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, and, and what is your name? Tammy. Tammy, I'm Colin, pleasure to meet you. You too. So, I know you've got a delicious plate of food here, so I won't keep you for too long here, Tammy. So, Tammy, is this the first time you've been at Women's Golf Day? Yeah, it is, actually. Maxine, I think, has been here more times than I have. She can compare it from year to year, but I had a wonderful time. I brought one of my um, other uh, friends with me, and it was really nice. It was really nice. Well, I'm going to stick with you, because I've already spoken to some women that have been here two or three times. So, Maxine dragged you here the first time, Tammy? She did. She absolutely did, yes. All right. And... As your level of experience in golf, are you an absolute newbie or intermediate, or what, what level do you consider? How much have you played over the years? You know, I'm just a pitch and putt kind of girl, so I'm pretty new to, like, I'm, I don't take it seriously, So and I've never had any formal lessons, so it was really kind of nice to get that. Nice. So I'm a pitch and putt guy myself. I kind of like it. It only takes a couple hours, and it's, it's fun. So they had putting, and they had chipping, and they had irons and driver clinics today. So what did you enjoy the most? What did you learn today? Can you name one thing that you, that you take away here that you really can take to the pitch and putt next time you're out there? Yeah, how to follow through in your swing. There you go. So do you think in the future, last question, because I know you're really getting hungry looking at that plate now. Do you think eventually after experience like this that you'll play a little more golf or maybe even play on a regular size course eventually? Absolutely. I think I'm going to upgrade to at least a nine-hole golf course. There you go. See, Women's Golf Day, one fabulous person at a time is actually getting more, more women out there playing the game of golf. So. so for sure, for sure. Thank you, Tammy. Now go eat. Thanks. After helping themselves to a delicious selection of West Coast smoked salmon canapé, chilled ocean prawns, tomato bocconcini and olive skewers, and tempura green beans with a pesto mayonnaise, the golfers settled in with a glass of wine to enjoy the most anticipated feature of the evening.
I was about to wrap up for the night, but there was one table of women, the loudest table of women, that the voice inside of me said that I'd regret it if I didn't head over there, sit down with them, and have a chat. So I did. Well, I'm with a table of wonderful ladies here that are just finished up at Women's Golf Day today. So I just like to ask you, ladies, is this the first time you've been here, and and did you enjoy your time today? This was my second time, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thought the pros were really, really good, and the food was amazing. And what more can I say? So would you come back again in the future? Absolutely. So how did you hear about Women's Golf Day? That's how I came from my friends. You learned from your friends, yes. That yes. would be us. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier you, you've been playing golf all day. So this is all day. Oh, you all have. So I take it you, you've been playing for a year or two. I take it you've been playing for a while. How long have you been playing golf for? How many years? You, you can lie if you want. Over ten. Over ten. We'll leave it at that. Over ten. You started late. Late bloomer in golf. The clinics that they had today. Did you learn anything new? A little tip that you're glad you came for today? Things, yeah. Yeah. Such as keep my knees together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's right. (laughs) Okay. How much wine have we had at this table here? Honest answer. Too much last week, and it's coming out now. (laughs) Too much. So after all these years, you finally learned to keep your knees together. This is the family show, so we got to keep you know PG here. Keep our knees together now. That's very ladylike of you. I'm the golf person off, so thank you for oversharing. You're, you're very welcome. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? I'm actually really scared to ask any more questions. <laughs> I've been doing almost 50 podcast episodes, so this is the first time I've actually been kind of scared to ask a question. <laughs> so congratulations. <laughs> third time here and tonight is the best one they've had and And why do you think it's the best one more organized with the instructors the food was delicious and it was just everyone was so friendly it's really nice good organization and you're here oh that's so nice with real models there were real models rather those mannequins that just kind of stand there don't move. Yeah, mannequins are boring. And the men were good. The men were good. Yes. I like. I shouldn't say this. Oh yes, you should. So you like the men. You're trying to keep your knees together. Anything else you'd like to add? I like slim butts, and they all have slim butts. Once again, I'm okay. No more. No more questions for you. No more questions for you. Uh, this is the first one of my episodes I have to change from clean to explicit, I think, the way this is going. These two are ladies. They, they are? You know what? I had to come down and talk to, apparently, the real ladies. I don't know if that was a compliment or not. But he doesn't know us. <laughs> doesn't know us. Another glass of wine and that could all change. So is this the first time you've been at Women's Golf uh, Day? No, it's the second time. The second. Yeah. And you enjoyed yourself today? I did very much. Very yeah? Much. Yeah. What do you like about this the, the most? What's one of the things that you really like about this event? Well, I like the connection with all the women. I like that it's mainly a women's group. And yeah, we have a great time. Yeah, you yeah. certainly do. You've had me blushing already a couple of times here. <laughs> now, so I've talked to many women with what I do on the podcast, including the founder of this event, Alyssa Godet. 
and she looked at this a couple of years ago, is that the intimidation factor of golf for women not being welcome, of course, with the way us guys go about socializing, not very well, or the way we actually interact, completely different to with the way women enjoy yeah. themselves and, exactly. and interact with yeah. each other. Yeah. So do you find this event is really helped to knock down that barrier for a lot of women, let's say, don't play as much golf as, as you have in the past? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. One thing they need to do, though, is bring in more clothes for the women. Because not just here, but all the golf places you go to, it's like there's a little section for the women and the rest of the stores for men. Same with clubs and everything. So we have to really look around to find stuff. Just isn't as easy. You know, that's a very astute point that I have to agree with. I think it's, it's like golf is now suddenly realizing, they did the, the numbers on this globally a couple years ago, that getting more women involved in golf is a $35 billion. Totally. We spend the money. We're the spenders. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And we have a... And we do lunch after and the whole bit, you know. So. And you you are, I know my wife is uh, no exception to this, is the, the key financial decision maker in the household. That's right. Without question. So I agree with that completely, that golf needs to wake up. I think it is slowly, yeah. maybe not fast enough, yeah. to actually realize that golf needs to look more like Canada and North America and the world looks like. It's yeah. as far as women, age background everything and yeah. it's going to take a couple generations but yeah, uh, i think we're going in the yeah, right direction yeah, we are we are and we're we're doing our part that's right and with <laughs> events like this it really helps too to, to get women together and to put on something that we enjoy we enjoy having instruction and something to eat and a glass of wine or fashion show it's all the things that we enjoy absolutely yeah i'll leave it at that thank you very much for your thoughts today appreciate it thank thanks you Okay, I realize that last conversation was mostly ridiculous banter, but we included this because it demonstrates what Women's Golf Day is all about, which is to create a golf event where women can relax, socialize, and have some fun. Remember what Alyssa said earlier about wanting to create a light, fun, easy golf environment for women to enjoy? Well, these women were embracing that concept wholeheartedly. Apologies for the poor audio quality on the last conversation, but these boisterous women had me laughing so loud that I thought I might break my audio recorder. I want to thank Joan Probert, the City of Vancouver Park Board, and Fraserview Golf Course for collaborating on this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you plan on visiting beautiful Vancouver this summer, download the Van Golf app to book around on one of the city's six golf courses. If you want to learn more about Women's Golf Day, go to www.womensgolfday.com for information about the past three annual events and discover how you can get involved as this movement gains momentum. Thanks again to our Season 4 title sponsor partner, Golf Tech, along with our supporting partners, Fairway IQ, British Columbia Golf, and Nextlinks for helping make the Mod Golf Podcast happen. And don't forget about your Golf Tech offer for $50 off both a swing evaluation and Tech Fit custom club fitting, which you can redeem at www.golftech.com slash modgolf. Join me next week when I speak with Jennifer Poth, who is the founder and CEO of Operation Support Military Golf. We'll learn about Jennifer's vision to upgrade all U.S. military golf facilities, allowing past, present, and future service members and their families to rediscover a sense of pride and purpose through the game she loves. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more of our golf innovation stories on previous episodes at www.mod.golf or search Mod Golf Podcast on iTunes. And please rate, review, and subscribe to the show while you're there. You can also listen to my more in-depth conversation with founder Alyssa Gaudet from last year's Season 1, Episode 4.
I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye for now.